0: Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in Rachel Crothers' delightful satire, Susan and God. It stars Walter Pidgeon as Barry Trexel, Betty Davis as Susan, his wife, and Paula Winslow as Irene. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Susan and God. Susan and Barry Trexel are married, which of course is not original, and they don't get along, which is not exactly a novelty, and they have lots of friends, which is understandable, and their friends have opinions, which are to the point. Oh, Susan and Barry ought to be divorced. I think their existence is absurd.
3: I wonder, does Barry drink because Susan's tired of him, or is Susan tired of him because he drinks? I hear he's adorable when he's sober, and impossible when he's drunk. Any woman get gets tired of that? Susan gets tired of everything. She changes her mind as often as her clothes.
0: Uh, Susan doesn't change her mind. She changes her emotions.
3: Well, one thing. I simply won't have them in my home together. I simply won't. But,
0: Irene, Barry's been phoning every hour to see if Susan has arrived.
3: She's due from Europe today, isn't she? And didn't she cable you from the boat, Irene? Didn't she say she was coming up here to the country? Leonora, oh, you don't know Susan. She's just as apt to show up in Kansas or Timbuktu or... Irene! Irene! Or here. You darling, you darling, you darling. This is too wonderful. It is, it is, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> I'm so glad to see you, dear. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. I want to kiss you all. Irene and Stubby and... Do I know you?
0: Does it make any difference?
3: Susan, this is Clyde Rochester, the actor. He came up with Stubby and Leonora. Leonora? I'm Leonora, Stubby's wife. His new wife, of course, his first wife. And he was such a bachelor. I can quite see how you did it, Leonora. She's marvelous, Stubby. Irene, darling, it's so heavenly to be back. You look simply wonderful. You too. You look the way we're supposed to look when we come from Paris. Only nobody ever does. Do you like me? Oh, how sweet, sweet, sweet it is to be here. I should have... Blossom, but darling, how's your golf? Oh, my T-shirt. Today. And W, you must tell me, how does it feel to be married? Well, I feel... Oh, bit... I just couldn't wait yeah. to get here. <laughs> you know, I've had the most wonderful experience of my whole life. You always had them in Paris. Oh, not Paris, Irene. I've forgotten all that. I was referring to Lady Wiggum. Lady Wiggum? The most distinguished woman in England and the most gorgeously oh, magnificent place in Kent. To say nothing of all the others, but that isn't it. Well, then what is? It's her soul. It's developed to such a marvelous... For instance, the first night I was there, I didn't know anyone, and I was holding my chin as high as possible and trying to be as insulting to the English as they were to me, and then Lady Wiggum herself floated in, and we all loved each other in a minute. Well, what do you mean? Is she religious or something? Oh, no, it's much more than that. I mean, it's new and fresh and so so practical. That's why it appeals to me. What appeals to you? Why her, well, it isn't hers, of course. It's anybody's, everybody's. But she began the movement. Oh, Susan, if there's one thing I thought you'd never be guilty of, it's a movement. Well, I know. That's why it's so wonderful. You wait, you'll see. I can't even talk about it yet. I just want to to give, 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 give all I can to all of you. So give us what? That's what the movement is. It's just... It's just love, love, love for other people, not for yourself. Oh, no dogma or anything hard to believe. Just love and wanting to give and give. Irene, mean, how are the dogs? Oh, just fine. The new letter is simple. Oh, it's such you... an honor meeting you, Mr.
0: Rochester. Uh, how's Barry, Susan?
3: Uh, I do hope he's all right. I hope so. Have any of you seen him lately? I saw him last week. Well, I didn't cable him to meet me at the boat for fear he'd be... Oh, you know, but he is sweet. Well, then, shouldn't your movement start at home? I mean, if you really want to give. Irene, darling, you don't understand. One must be ready to receive. One must purify one's soul. Confess. Come along, darling, I have something for you. You think my soul is pure enough? <laughs> oh, darling, this isn't for your soul. Well, what then? From Paris, the most ravishing panties you ever saw.
0: Well, what do you think of her, Leonore?
3: Susan? I don't know, Clyde. Of course, we two belong to the stage, you and I. I
0: belong to the stage. You did belong until you were married. Which brings me to something... Right.
3: we were talking of Susan. We belong to the stage. We're used to characters. But Susan, no author could have created her. She's...
0: She's... A funny thing. Why should Irene be so scared to have both Susan and Barry here together?
3: I asked Debbie that. He thinks Irene's secretly in love with Barry.
0: That's pretty tough for her. And I know just how she.
4: I say, uh, anyone there? Who's that? I don't know. I've never seen him before.
0: Tall, good looking. You think he could be. Mary
4: checks, so And he'll ask for Susan. And
0: Irene doesn't want them here together. God I'm going. I know. Wade in order to get.
4: Yeah,
0: fine thing, leaving me to hold the
4: bag. Uh, I beg your pardon. Uh, is, is Irene, uh, uh Mrs. Burroughs about? Uh, well, not at the moment. She went up the chain. I see.
3: Well, Dad, did you ask about mother?
4: I, I, I was just about to. Can you tell me, sir, has Mrs. Trexel arrived? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a stranger here myself. Oh, uh, one of those. Huh? I'm uh, Barry Trexel. My wife is expected. Yes. And this is my daughter, Blossom. How do you do? My name is Clyde Rochester. Oh, the, the actor. I, I say, you know, you've given me many a laugh. Oh, thanks. Uh, can I give you a little something now? Uh, no, thank you, uh, Thank you
0: very much. Oh, you'd rather have information than a drink.
4: Well, it's, uh, it's about 50-50. <laughs> <you know. laughs> then I'll try to
0: find someone who knows something. Excuse me. Thanks.
3: Dad, maybe Mother did go on to school for me. Maybe I shouldn't have come away.
4: But I thought that was what you wanted to do, darling.
3: Well, school was closing. All the other girls were leaving. I didn't want them to think I hadn't any place to go. I suppose that sounds silly to you. No,
4: not at all. We all like to have some place to go. At least we like people to think we have. That's almost more important than uh, going, isn't it?
3: Yes, it is. When you didn't come to the closing exercises, I said you were sick, or or they'd have thought I didn't have anyone to come.
4: Yeah, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to... uh, uh, Look here. If your mother hasn't arrived yet, Irene can put you up for the night, and I'll go back to town.
3: You want to go back because you're stuck with me? No,
4: no, not at all. I... uh, it, it, it's very nice to be with you. If if you don't mind, I don't.
3: We've been together four hours. You're bored to death. Oh,
4: now, nonsense. Uh, but, but, but four hours isn't very long. I, I mean, look, see here, I've got a real idea. Suppose you and I go over to our place tonight. It isn't far. And the gardener and his wife are there. They, they might take us in. They, you know, they seem like very kind people. Oh,
3: good we? Could we, Dad? Oh, well, why not? Oh, that would be wonderful. I'd rather be there than any place in the world. If we could just all be there for a while, I won't even mind going to camp.
4: Uh, but I, I thought you liked camp. I hate it. I hate what? the camp.
3: Why can't we all be together sometime? Why can't we be some sort of a family like other people? Why can't we?
4: Blossom, I, I didn't know you felt this way about it. Perhaps if I... I beg pardon, sir. Huh? Mrs. Butterworth says she's extremely sorry not to see you, but she's in the bath. Oh, well, I'm sorry not to see her. Uh, and uh, Mrs. Trexel, is she also in the bath? Madame says Mrs. Trexel's is expected tomorrow.
3: Huh. Dad, then she did go to the school.
4: Uh, I don't think so, my dear.
3: Maybe she's had an accident or something. Dad, aren't you worried?
4: No, not a bit. If Susan is lying in a ditch somewhere, you may be sure she picked it in advance. And it's a perfectly good ditch. Come along, my dear. Let's go home.
3: Clyde, may I sit down and listen?
0: If you're very quiet.
3: Please, Clyde, I'm seeking refuge. From what? From Mrs. Trexel, Susan. Been working on my soul all through dinner. Oh?
0: Hasn't got you worried, has she?
3: I don't know. Clyde, I'm so bored. So awfully bored.
0: Who isn't?
3: I know I'm not fair to Stubby. I'm not living up to what he expected, and well, I haven't got the guts to chuck it and go back to the stage.
0: It's a tough life, the stage. No use kidding yourself about it.
3: I know. Stubby never believed I wanted to go back to that. You think it was a man, you or someone else.
0: Well, since it isn't me, I hope you stick this out.
3: Please don't be noble.
0: I know one thing, Leonora. I won't do this again. It's torment hanging around, seeing you married to somebody else. I didn't know it would be quite so... Oh, Mrs. Traxell.
3: These awful moments when we know we've come in at the wrong time. But it would be still worse to go out again, wouldn't it?
0: Oh, I'm sure you don't ever come in at the wrong time for anyone.
3: How enchanting of you. I don't wonder it has happened. What's happened? Well, I don't know whether you can stand my honesty or not. Everyone at Lady Wiggham's was so beautifully honest. We didn't mind having our worst faults told to us. Only sometimes it's a lot. If you're looking for sin, I'm sorry to disappoint you. God, isn't my sweetheart. But you're in love with her, Clyde.
0: Do you call that a sin?
3: Oh, it needn't be. You could exalt your love and make it marvelous.
0: But first you have to confess it openly. How can I confess it when everybody's always known it? Clyde, that's beautiful. Now, if you'd only say that to Stubby, he wouldn't be afraid of hey, you.
4: Why the big
3: silence? Stubby. Clyde has just said something brave and beautiful.
0: Mrs. Trexel, you're kidding. I... Now,
3: now, don't fall down, Clyde. You see, when we run away from things, they become dangerous.
0: What dangerous?
3: Irene, you should have heard Clyde. He just said... Don't listen, Irene. He's trying to make fools of us. Susan,
0: I'd like to hear what he said.
3: Stubby, he said it so honestly. Of course, I'm in love with Leonora. All the world has always known it. What? My wife? Stubby, Stubby, be big. Take him by the hand and tell him trust him. i Oh, take him by the feet
0: of the pants and
3: throw him out. Stubby, Stubby, dear heart, look at me. Let me say this to you. You've got depths, fine spiritual depths in your nature that you don't know anything about. Oh, Susan, will you please leave our... Spiritual depths alone for this weekend. I can't. I can't, Irene. I'd be falling down. Clyde, this is your chance. What do you want me to do? Confess. Purge your soul. Spill your secrets on the wind. What, Doc? Uh, Remember, no matter what we are or what we do, if we're sorry, really, and really and honestly want his help, we can be made over. Do
4: you believe that, Susan? Oh, but, If you believe what you just said, I believe it, too. Barley. Susan, I couldn't help but hear you can be done about me if if I ask, because if you do, I I do ask.
3: Oh, Barry, how could you?
4: It, it wasn't difficult. I just. Uh...
3: Dad, are you all right?
4: Uh, oh, blessy! I, I forgot all about you out there in the car.
3: Oh, I... I I waited. I thought something must have happened. Yeah, but
4: something has happened. To don't, me. Barry, don't, don't. She... Blossom, your mother has just said something that changes the whole stinking, rotten world. Susan, I never knew you before. You, you look like a shining angel. you you got stardust in your hair, and I lay these flowers in... Daddy. Yeah.
2: The second act of the Lady Esther Screen Guild show will follow in a moment. Now, a word from Lady Esther.
1: As an American woman, you share a reputation as the world's best shopper. You recognize value almost by instinct. So this should be especially interesting. You see, I have a value for you which I am sure you will instantly recognize and will not want to miss. I mean my 30th anniversary set, my beauty dividend to you, celebrating Lady Esther's 30th year. Right now, your favorite store is featuring my special Lady Esther anniversary set, and here is what it offers you. First, the large $1.38 jar of Lady Esther Four purpose face cream. Second, the 55-cent box of Lady Esther face powder in my flattering new bridal pink shade. Of course, the regular value of these two basic beauty aids is $1.93. But in my special anniversary set, you get both for only $0.98 cents plus tax. Think of it. You actually save $0.95 cents on a $0.98 purchase. That's really double value for your money. So make a mental note right now. Go to your favorite store in the morning or telephone and ask for the Lady Esther anniversary package. You will then, at a truly big saving, be well supplied with your two most essential beauty aids to help keep your skin looking smoother, younger, and more romantic. Get your anniversary set. And the first time you use Lady Esther four-purpose face cream and Lady Esther face powder, you will feel your skin is smoother and softer. You will see it looks younger.
2: And now, Lady Esther presents the second act of Susan and God, starring Betty Davis, Walter Pigeon, and Paula Winslow. The most disturbing experience for Susan. She's been profoundly shocked. So it's more or less to be expected when we look into her room next morning <laughs> to find her sleeping like a child.
4: Susan? 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 Susan, wake up!
3: Sally? Sally, what are you doing in
4: my room? I want to talk to you.
3: You can't always. What time is it?
4: It's seven o'clock.
3: That's outrageous. Go away.
4: Not until we've talked it out.
3: You disgraced me last night. You humiliated me. You hand me my robe.
4: Here.
3: You upset and ruined everything. You don't even know
4: what you did. Yes, I do. And I'm sorry, Susan. Terribly sorry. That's all I can say. It's
3: too late for that. Barry, how can I go on? Close the windows, will you? How can you expect me to?
4: Susan, i would made up my mind to say to you as soon as you got back, I'll give you the divorce. I give up. You can have it.
3: Oh, then you, you do see it at last.
4: That's uh, what I had meant to do.
3: What do you mean, meant
4: to? Well, first I want to ask you something. Is there anyone else you want to marry?
3: No, there is not. It isn't a man at all. No matter how many people may want to marry me, you can't blame men because our marriage is a failure. That coat's awfully good on you, dear.
4: Yeah. Thank you. But, uh, Susan, I'm not going to give you the divorce.
3: Now, Barry, don't wobble back and forth.
4: When I heard you saying that last night, and sounding as though you really believed it, that no matter what we are or what we've done, that Listen, Susan, this is what I came in to say. Do you think there is any hope for me?
3: We can't expect miracles, Barry.
4: But why not? I want to pull up, Susan, and keep straight, especially for Blossom's sake.
3: is very sudden. Why are you so interested in Blossom? You certainly never have been before.
4: I didn't know how it was. I didn't know how lonely and unhappy that child
3: You've neglected her. I haven't. You've made her fatherless. I haven't. You were with her one day and got tight right before her eyes. Poor, poor dear child. What can I do?
4: You can open the house and keep her with us this summer.
3: Both of you under the same roof all summer? I couldn't get through it. You've no right to ask it.
4: She has a right to ask it. She has a right to expect something of it.
3: You can't expect me to turn my life upside down just because you're ashamed of yourself for a few minutes. I've had to learn to get along without you. This summer I'm going to do the most important thing I've ever done in my whole life. What? I promised Lady Wig- Lady Wiggum to advance this new movement over here. What you heard me talking about last oh, night. Oh, that's
4: the bunk, Susan.
3: I knew you wouldn't know what I was talking about.
4: I know every word you said is hot air, unless you forget yourself long enough to do this. Will you give me a chance to see what I can do?
3: And how long would you last, Barry? You'd start off so grandly and then... then smash. Don't you suppose I'd like to believe you? Don't you suppose I'm tired trying to put things into my life to make up for the things that aren't there?
4: Yes, I suppose you are.
3: Nothing else will do Barry. It's got to be a divorce. I came back thinking I wouldn't ask for one. All the way home, I thought, maybe Barry is bucked up. And, well, when you walked in last night, I I realized how utterly
4: hopeless it was. Susan, I'll make you a proposition. If you'll open the house for the summer, have Bossum and me in it, the first time I slip, if I do, I'll give you the divorce. Now, what do you say?
3: How could I be sure you will?
4: Well, I'll put it in writing. You have me sewed up. Now, there's my hand on it.
3: You realize what you're doing, Barry, what you're promising?
4: I'm promising to give you up forever if I slip. Even if I only last a day, an hour, you win, I lose. I'll take the chance. There's my hand.
3: Susan, what do you suppose is keeping Barry so long? He said he was going over to get things ready at the house. What house? Our house. We're going to be in it this summer. Isn't it marvelous, Irene? So marvelous, I I don't believe it. Irene, you don't suppose that Barry could have... Susan! Hey, Susan! There he is now. You see, darling, one must have faith. Yes. I'll go see about life. Susan! In here, Barry.
4: Ah, there you are, my love. You see, I bring thee, Violet. What's the uh, matter, Susan? Oh, you think I'm...
3: No, I don't. I just told Irene I knew you weren't.
4: But you uh, thought I was. Maybe you were even hoping I was drunk so you wouldn't have to start our contract. Susan, tell me the truth. Is that it?
3: No, it isn't, but I've been thinking a lot, Barry, since our talk. Have you? If you did stop drinking, it would be wonderful, marvelous, and I want you to, but...
4: But it uh, wouldn't make you want to live with me again, Oh,
3: not necessarily, but this is what we forgot. You may not want to live with me again. You don't know me very well anymore, Barry. I've... I've changed a great deal. Have you? Let's enter this perfectly honestly, and whatever happens, we'll meet it and be big about it. Whether I want to give you up or, or you want to give me up, and while we're going through this, Barry, we're friends. Good, good friends. Nothing more.
4: I won't ask anything more. Well, at least we uh, know where we are, even if we don't know where we're going, eh? I'll uh, collect Blossom and clear up.
3: Irene, Irene! We're going now. Come and say goodbye. Why do you do before luncheon? Oh, we're going to have a marvelous lunch. I adore eating out of a can. Susan, what you're doing is magnificent. And you'll be awfully happy because you are doing it. Oh, slush, Irene, that's easy enough for you to say. You're free. I'd be willing to swap. They both adore you. And they're going to hang around my neck all summer and choke me to death. Remember, you have spiritual forces, darling. You can ask God to help. Irene, sometimes I wish I'd never heard of God. (laughs) Susan, I'm home. In here, Barry, the library.
4: Susan, you should have seen the putt I sank on the last... Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were busy.
3: <sighs> so many details. Let Newport and Lawson's party. How's your
4: golf, dear? Good, very good. Well, you know, it should be. I played almost every day for three months.
3: Mother? Mother? Go... Oh, hello, Dad. Mommy Bob's going to stay for dinner. Do you mind? Not really. Dad, can he borrow one of your shirts? His or all... Sure,
4: sure. Tell him to help himself. Oh, thanks. Oh, and Blossie. Yes? Tell him to be sure and return it. He's four up on me now.
0: <laughs>
4: Susan, Dad, doesn't this uh, Bob stay for dinner pretty often? Oh, no, you've noticed it then. Only
3: six nights a week.
4: Uh, what does that mean?
3: It means he likes our daughter and
4: our food. Ah. Uh, Susan, have you, uh, talked to her about, uh... uh about what? You know darn well about what?
3: Oh, that? Yeah. I've done my entire maternal duty. When she was seven, I gave her a book about the wind and the pollen and the flowers. <laughs> so sweet and so silly. <laughs> uh,
4: but you, you've really done a swell job this summer, Susan. I bet there have been times when you wanted to walk out on us, and you never even let us know it.
3: Barry, Barry, the summer's almost over. Blossom goes back to school in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Let's not put off till the last minute the things we have to say to each other. It's marvelous what you've done, darling, coming home so fit and sure every... You're perfectly sure of yourself now, aren't you?
4: Why, oh, I, I, I guess so, thanks to you.
3: And Irene, she's helped, hasn't she? Yeah, you
4: bet. She stands up there and swats the ball and pretends she'd rather play golf with me than anything else.
3: Mm-hmm. Too sweet for me to have to tell you. Uh, tell me what? Irene is in love with you, dear. And I think you're in love with her, and i afraid to tell me.
4: Let's leave Irene out of this. You mean the uh, jig is up for you and me, huh?
3: Well, we've done what we said we would, and...
4: And drunk or sober, you're through with me.
3: Oh, Barry, that sounds horrid. I love you in a new way, spiritually, and I want you to be happy. <laughs> and I want to know uh, to know that you're free to do what you want to do, and I'm free to go on with my work. Oh, Barry, this summer has been good for me. I've reached a great understanding. I'll go to Newport and Rich because of it.
4: How long are you going to be in Newport? A week. Well, that's an awful slice out of blossom time. Couldn't you make it a day or so?
3: Certainly not. They need me. But I shall be back for her party. That's Monday the 26th.
4: But Saturday is the 26th. No, it isn't.
3: There oh. must be some mistake. I can't be here Saturday. I can't. But you've
4: got to. There won't be any party for her without you. There
3: has to be. I've given up my entire summer. You can't expect me to give up any more. Saturday is my night, the night I leave.
4: What are you going to do?
3: Well, in my humble way, I'm going to tell them how I found God.
4: Are you uh, going to talk about yourself? Of course, that's its power, uh, telling the truth about ourselves. And what are you going to tell?
3: Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to tell them what what you've gone through and how gloriously it's turned out. You
4: can't do that, Susan. It isn't anyone's business what's happened to me. You can't do it, and I forbid it.
3: You can't. Oh, but I do. You're trying to stop my work, God's
4: work. I don't think you know anything about God, Susan.
3: How can you say that, Barry, after what
4: God has done for you? What has he done for me? I've bucked up and, and and I've hung on this summer because I thought that maybe it would get you back. Well, that's a flop and we've cracked up. Oh, what's the use? Anyway, I give up.
3: Barry! Mother, why did Dad go off like this? Are you sure he wasn't? He wasn't drinking. I wish I were as sure of everything as I am of that. What else could it be? If he'd only waited, I could have told him I was giving it up. There's only one thing, Irene, of course. I shall be forced to divorce him. I think I hear someone. Let him come in here, if he has come. Hello, Susan. Irene, Barry's here. I I asked him to let me speak to you first. Run along Blossom, will you? Why not, Irene? It doesn't matter in the least what you have to say to me. Barry's been pretty drunk, Susan. If you knew the actual truth of why this happened, you, you wouldn't be so... I do know. I know you've pretended to be helping him all summer. That was your method. Your wholesome, healthy <laughs> method. For heaven's sake, Susan, what are you saying? You deny you're in love with Barry, do you? No. I always have been and I always shall be. And Susan, if you get him up now, I'll go after him. And I'll get him, if I can. Well, I'll send Barry. Susan? Yes, sir.
4: How uh, much has Irene told you?
3: She didn't need to tell me anything. She admits she's in love with you, always has been, and always will be.
4: Did she say that? She's been great. She forwarded me up, brought me back here.
3: I know. She stood by you and saw you through. You slipped because I failed No, no,
4: it. don't please. I have nobody to blame but myself.
3: It's my fault after you've done the hard part, too. Three whole months coming home so fit and strong.
4: Well, oh, there's no use going into all that again. Everything will be all right for you, Susan. Good night.
3: Barry, wait. I have something to tell you. Turn out those lights, please. It'll make it easier. You don't know how rotten I've been. At first, I hoped you would come home drunk.
4: I know. I know you did.
3: And then when you didn't and didn't, I I began to be awfully pleased with myself and think I was doing
4: it. Don't try to buck me up.
3: I didn't know anything. Life has come straight back at me. All the things I've been running away from are the only ones I want now. Sally, tell me the absolute truth. Are you in love with Irene?
4: I'm very fond of Irene.
3: Oh, then you're not in love with her.
4: I... I like her, which is a darn sight more important. I know,
3: Barry, you're tired of my selfishness. But I want to be so much more to you than I've ever been before. Please, let me try again.
4: I'm not worth hanging on to. You know that. Oh, Barry, dearest. Susan.
3: Dear God, don't let me fall down again.
2: The Motion Picture Relief Fund thank you, Walter Pidgeon and Betty Davis, for your superb performances in tonight's play. And now, before we tell you about next week's show, here's a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther.
1: When you own stock in a good company, they send you checks now and then, your dividends on that stock. And you know it's good news when you receive a dividend. That's why, again, I'm offering you a beauty dividend this year. It's my 30th anniversary year, and I want to include you in my celebration. So your favorite store has this beauty dividend waiting for you right now. My special 30th anniversary set, on which you save 95 cents. It provides you with a $1.93 value of Lady Esther face powder and Lady Esther for-purpose face cream for only 98 cents plus tax. You save 95 cents. Here's what you receive my large size jar of Lady Esther four-purpose face cream, the size that sells for $1.38. You receive also the large 55-cent box of Lady Esther face powder in my romantic, exciting new shade bridal pink. It's a $1.93 of real value, which as my beauty dividend to you is only 98 cents plus tax. Yes, it's my anniversary, but I would like to share it with you. And I don't want you to risk missing this real double value, this beauty dividend from Lady Esther. So go to your favorite store tomorrow and ask for your Lady Esther anniversary set, your two most essential beauty aids to help you look younger, fresher, and more attractive. And remember, you save 95 cents.
2: Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present Junior Myth. It will star Alan Jocelyn... Barbara Whiting, and Peggy Ann Garner. Be sure to listen. and God was produced and directed by Bill Lawrence and adapted by Harry Cronman from the play by Rachel Crothers. Betty Davis can soon be seen in the Warner Brothers production, Deception. Walter Pidgeon can currently be seen in the Metro-Golden-Mayer Technicolor musical, Holiday in Mexico. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Daylight saving time ends in certain areas at midnight on September 28th. This may change the time at which the Lady Esther Screen Guild players are heard in your community. Please check your local newspaper for the time at which this program will be heard next week and each week thereafter. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther. Thank you and good night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.